This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. I remember seeing a little cartoon some time ago, and the cartoon pictured a man in a long flowing robe. He had a long beard, long hair, and he had a sign that he was carrying. As a matter of fact, it was hanging around his neck. And the sign read, Prepare, the end is near. And then near him, there was a little container where you could donate to him. <laughs> if the end was near, why did he need donations? Well, I want to think about that with you today and study about the end of time. There's so many things that people say about the end of time, whether there will ever be an end of time or when there will be an end of time. Why don't we just study about that today? Please stay tuned. Now, on Getting to Know Your Bible, we offer a free Bible correspondence course, and we'd like for you to have it. I I guarantee you it is free. All you have to do is request it. But that you might know more about the course and that you might know how to receive this course or how you can study this course, let's pause for just a moment. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible correspondence course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama, 36580. Or call toll-free 1-877-711-5214. Now, I want to read to you now from 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter, and verse number 24. If you will get your Bible and turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 24. Then comes the end when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God, even the Father, when he shall have put down all rule and all authority and all power. For he must reign till he hath put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. I want to call your attention to the beginning of verse 24. Then comes the end. Jesus Christ has promised that he's coming again someday. Right now, you and I are living between the two visits of the great God of heaven. One of those visits is a matter of history. Jesus came down from heaven in the form of a man, in the form of a servant, and he died upon the cross for mankind. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that, he get, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. But the second visit of the great God of heaven is a matter of promise. 
In John chapter 14, Jesus said, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will, listen, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am there you may be also. Jesus promised his sorrowing disciples after he explained to them he was going away that he would indeed come again. In Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 28, the writer there says that he will appear the second time. That is, Jesus will appear the second time without sin unto salvation. And what a day that's going to be when Jesus Christ comes again. Now we're living between those two visits right now. But there is going to be a day when the end, according to 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 24, is coming. The end is coming. In 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 4, Peter's writing to fellow elders in the church. And in verse 4 he says, When the chief shepherd, Jesus you see is the chief shepherd. Elders are under shepherds of the chief shepherd. And he said, When the chief shepherd shall appear, you shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. One day the chief shepherd is going to appear. And in Matthew chapter 24 and verse 42, Jesus said, Watch ye therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord doth come. We have no idea when that coming is going to be. As a matter of fact, in the very next chapter in Matthew 25, 13, Jesus said, Watch ye therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. And Jesus Christ will come at the end of time just as he left this old world the first time. In Acts chapter 1, verse 11, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, not another Jesus, but the same one, this same Jesus, whom ye have seen taken up into heaven, shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. John the Revelator in Revelation chapter 1 verse 7 said, Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they that pierced him, and all nations of the earth shall wail because of him. Jesus Christ is coming at back at the end of time. Now, sometimes people confuse certain expressions that are found in the Bible. There's one expression that is often confused with one that's quite similar, and yet they're very different. Those two expressions are last days, days plural, versus last day. What are the last days? Are we living in the last days? Sometimes preachers will use that expression and they will say we're living in the last days as though they just occurred 
maybe in the last 50 or 100 years. But, but here's the Bible truth. This is what the Bible teaches about last days. We have been living in the last days. That is the last age of Bible history for almost 2,000 years. You see, at the end of the last days, there's not going to be another age of Bible history so far as this world is concerned. I want you to listen to Peter in Acts chapter 2, verse 17. He's preaching to the people gathered in the city of Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost. And this is what he says in verse 17. This is that, that is what was occurring there at that time in the city, which was spoken by the prophet Joel. It shall come to pass in the last days that I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Now Peter said, what you're seeing is fulfillment of prophecy. This was nearly 2,000 years ago, the day of Pentecost, when the church had its beginning in the city of Jerusalem. And Peter is preaching the first recorded gospel sermon under the worldwide commission to go into all the world and preach the gospel. And he's preaching about Jesus. And he goes back to an Old Testament prophet, and that's the prophet Joel. And he quotes what Joel says about what's happening in, at that particular time. This prophecy is found in Joel chapter 2, verse 28 to verse 32. He said, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. He says, this is not something that's close to what Joel was talking about. This is exactly what Joel was talking about that it shall come to pass when? In the last days. In the last days. And the, so the last days began when? 50 years ago? 100 years ago? 200 years ago? No. According to the Bible, the last days, the last age of Bible history, began almost 2,000 years ago. The Apostle Paul, Paul wrote about the last days. In 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Again, we hear, hear men speaking today about the day in which we live and that we're living in the last days because of all of the perilous things that are happening around us. And I would agree that we have a lot of perilous things going on today. Men are lovers of themselves. They're covetous. They're boasters. They're proud, disobedient to parents and the like. That's what Paul wrote about in 2 Timothy chapter 3. But men have been that way for a long time because, you see, the last days began on the day of Pentecost. The last age of Bible history began after the death of Christ on the cross, his resurrection, and the preaching of the gospel in the city of Jerusalem. And so that we are indeed living in the last days. The writer of the Hebrew letter talked about the last days, plural, last days. Listen to Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. God, who at sundry times and in divers manners, spake unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us 
by his son. Today, in the, this age in which we live, in the Christian age, God is not speaking to us through dreams or visions. He's not speaking to us by things that are better felt than told. Rather, he's speaking to us through his son. And the way that he speaks to us through his son is through his divine and his revealed will to man. We call it the Bible. We call the New Testament the New Testament of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the way God is speaking to us today. So God speaks of the last days. The Bible talks about last days. However, it also talks about a last day. For instance, turn in your Bible to over to John the 6th chapter and look at verse number 39. And this is the Father's will which hath sent me, that of all which hath given me I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. Last day, singular, just one day. Now listen to John 6 and verse 44, this same chapter. No man can come to me except the Father which hath sent me draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. That's a one day. And listen to John 6 and verse 54. Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. That's going to be the end, the last day. In John chapter 11, Jesus is at the house of friends of his, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. And Lazarus had died. And Jesus told Martha, your brother's going to live again. And she said, no, Lord, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection. When? At the last day. She recognized there was going to be a last day, and the last day would occur at the resurrection. In John chapter 12 and verse 48, Jesus said, He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words hath one that judgeth him, the word which I have spoken shall judge him at the last day. So there's a difference in last days and the last day. When you hear someone telling you that we're now living in the last days and that, that there are certain things that are going now that have predicted these last days, well, you can just let them know the Bible. We've been living in the last days since Peter preached the gospel on the day of Pentecost in the second chapter of Acts, the very day that the church had its beginning in the world, the last day, there will be a last day, one day, of the last days. So one day there will be no age of Bible history after this one because that's the day that Jesus Christ is coming back. It will be the end. The, the day that we're talking about, this last day, is often referred to in the Bible simply as that day. You see, the end was so much a part of the thinking of these early Christians, they just referred to it as that day. It was so much a part of the thinking of our Lord that he often referred to it in that same way. For example, 
In Matthew chapter 7 and verse 21, Jesus said, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Now listen to him. Many will say unto me in that day, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, in your name done many wonderful works? And Jesus will say, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. So Jesus talked about this day, the end, as simply as that day. That's how Paul referred to it in 2 Timothy 1 and verse 12. And he said, For the which cause also I suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know in whom I have believed, and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Just that day. They called it the end of time just as that day. This is the way Paul spoke of it in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 8. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord the righteous judge shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but unto all of them that love his appearing. So it's called that day. The end is also referred to as the day. The day. Listen to 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 10. For the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat, and the earth also, and the works that are therein shall be burned up. It's just called the day. The day. And so in, in John 5, verse 28 and 29, is called the hour. Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming, in the which all that are in the grave shall hear his voice and shall come forth, they that have done good unto the resurrection of life, and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. So it's called that day, the day, the hour, but it's also referred to in the Bible, the end of time is, as the great day. Listen to Revelation chapter 6 and verse 17. For the great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand? The great day. Listen to Jude verse 6. And the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains unto darkness unto the judgment of the great day. And it's going to be a great day, isn't it? There have been a lot of great days in the history of the world, for sure. It was a great day when God created the heavens and the earth and put the sun and the moon and the stars in their places in the heavens. It was a great day when God took some dust from the ground and created man. It was a great day when, when God caused the children of Israel to walk across the Red Sea on, on dry land. It was a great day when Jesus was born and the angels sang and say, Glory to God in the highest and peace on earth, goodwill to men. And it was a great day when Jesus died on the cross of Calvary. And it was a great day when he was resurrected. And it's going to be the greatest day of them all, the day for which all other days were made when the end comes and our Lord returns. It's going to be that great day. But that causes me to ask a question. That being the case, 
that there's going to be an end of time and there will be an end to the last days. The, the age of Bible history that you and I live in today will come to an end and Christ will return as he has promised he will return. How will he do that? How will Jesus return? Well, I want to suggest to you the Bible teaches that Jesus will return personally. He's not going to send a substitute. He's not going to send an ambassador. He's not going to send his angels to do it. They will accompany him, but he's coming personally. Listen to Acts chapter 1, verse 11 one more time. You men of Galilee, why stand you gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus whom you've seen go into heaven shall so come in like manner have you seen him go into heaven. Notice he said, the same Jesus. The same Jesus that was here on this earth, the same Jesus that left to go back to be at the right hand of his Father is the one who's going to come back someday. He will come personally. And Jesus Christ is going to come visibly. He will come visibly. Every eye shall see him. And they that pierced him... You know, that would necessitate a resurrection, would it not, for them to see him when he comes. And all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. So his return will be visible. And the return of Jesus is going to be an audible return. In John 5, 28 and 29, Christ said, The hour is coming, in the which all that are in the graves shall hear his voice. You see, it's going to be an audible return. He will come with a shout of the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall be raised first. First Thessalonians chapter 4, read verses 13 through 18. The return of Jesus Christ is going to be without warning. You know, when a person breaks into a home, they don't come out to the, that house and plant a sign in the yard and saying, Tonight at 10.30, after you've gone to bed, I plan to break into your house. I plan to steal as much as I can out of your house. That's the, not the way that thieves operate. They come under the cover of darkness, and they cover, come without warning. And the Bible says in 2 Peter 3 and 10, that when Jesus comes, he's coming without warning. The day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. Without warning. And Jesus Christ is not going to warn us to, that this is the day that I'm going to return. As a matter of fact, he's warning us now, isn't he? By telling us to live right, to do right, to obey him. And I would urge every soul that's watching right now to be prepared to meet your God one day, according to Amos chapter 4 and verse 12. And you do that by obeying the gospel. Do that becoming New Testament Christians, just like men and women did in the first century, by believing on Jesus with all of your heart, by repenting of your sins, confessing your faith in Christ, by being baptized in, into Christ. Jesus said, He that believeth, number one, is baptized, number two, shall be saved, number three. Being saved is just as simple, folks, as one, two, three. And if you've never been baptized into Christ for the remission of your sins, to have your sins washed away in Jesus' blood, I, I'd urge you to do that so that when Jesus comes, that you will be prepared. And he's not going to come and tell you, oh, it's time for you to be baptized now before 
uh, the, the end comes. No, no. He's telling us now. And Jesus Christ is going to come in flaming fire. Listen to what the Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 7 through 9. The Apostle wrote, And to you who are troubled, rest with us, when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven in flaming fire. Jesus Christ is coming back in flaming fire, but he's also coming back with his angels. In Matthew chapter 25 and verse 31, Jesus is depicting the judgment scene. Uh, and he says, When the Son of Man shall come in all of his glory with his holy angels, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. So he's coming with angels. Jesus Christ is coming because he said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. If I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again. It was MacArthur who told his troops, I'm coming back, I will return. Jesus is telling his people, I'm coming back, I will return. And he is going to keep his word. And when Jesus Christ returns, we don't know. Uh, somebody says, well, Brother Lambert, I hear people telling you that, that you can know when Christ is coming again. Well, let me read you some verses from the book of Matthew, chapter 24, verse 35 and verse 36. Of that day and hour knoweth no man. Well, I might ask you a question, what, what day and what hour? Well, let's read the previous verse. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Of that day and hour knoweth no man. There isn't a man on the face of this earth. There isn't a preacher. There isn't a Bible scholar or teacher anywhere who knows when Jesus Christ is going to come. The Father is the only one who has that information. I want to thank you for watching Getting to Know Your Bible today. Let me urge you to visit the Church of Christ in your community. And I want to urge you also to pick up the phone now and call for the free Bible Correspondence Course. Please do that today. May God bless you. And I want you to tell someone else about Getting to Know Your Bible. Tell them to watch at the same time and next week. And may God bless you until we meet again. We want to help you as much as possible in your search for a personal relationship with God. You can now easily access our free Bible correspondence course online at gettingtoknowyourbible.com. If there's any way we can help you grow closer to God, please email us at gettingtoknowyourbible at yahoo.com or call us anytime at one 877 Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, 
P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama 36580, or call 1-877-711-5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bible.